I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't hide it. I sing that pretty much every day now because I'm learning every day. And I have been learning every day all of my life. But as I get older, I get even more excited about learning new stuff or learning more about what I think I already know. And the reason that I'm sharing that with you and the question I've got to ask is what do you actually know now and is it the truth and how do you know it's the truth? And it's a very personal question and I'm not it's not a confrontational question for you in particular. It's something that I ask every day because I, like you, have been brought up with a set of beliefs. From a little girl, people said, this is true, you should do this, this is how it works, this is fact or this is the truth. And have you discovered as you've gotten older that some of those things may not be the truth or they're half truth or they might work for someone else but not for you? So how do you work it out for yourself? And I'm very privileged that as a young girl, I had a very smart father and he taught me always ask two questions about everything. Why would I do that and how does it work? So why and how? So not just what, a lot of people tell you what to do, but the question is why would I do that and how does it work? People tell you what to believe. Why would I believe that and how does that actually work? Is it true? So the next question I always have is how do we teach that to our kids? Because we tell our kids what to do. Uh, All I hear kids being told what to do on a regular basis. One of the things I hated about school was being told what to do versus uh, the concept of being taught how to think for yourself. It's one of the things about the Max Colleges that's really important to me. It's never at our college here, it's never about uh, this is what you should do and this is how you should think. It's how to work it out for yourself. So yes, how to think for yourself, not what to think, but how to think. Why would I do that and how does it work? Is that actually true or do I just believe it because it's been brainwashed into me, it's been drummed into me, I believed it from a child? And if you if you trusted and respected your parents, which I hope that you did, uh, and they told you stuff, and here's a, a, a personal question, and not meant to be controversial or controversial, or to offend but is it possible that our parents are just human too and they make mistakes and some of the things that they believe may not be true and there's a very interesting story it was uh, uh, perhaps an urban myth by a motivational speaker by the name of Zig Ziglar which is a very cool name isn't it Uh, he tells a story about at Christmas time or Thanksgiving in America uh, every time they uh, had a ham piece of ham Uh, whoever was cooking the ham would cut the end off of the ham bone. And one day somebody asked mum, why do we cut the end off the ham bone? And mum said, well, I don't really know. That's just how we've always done it. Go and ask grandma. So the person went off and asked grandma, grandma, why do we cut the end off the ham bone when we, when we have a, have a roast? And grandma said, actually, I'm not sure. I've just always done it that way. Go and ask great grandma. So off to great-grandma, who was obviously a very old lady. Great-grandma, why do we cut the end off the ham bone? And great-grandma said, well, when I was growing up, the oven was too small to put the ham bone in, so we had to cut the end off. So it wasn't that it made the meat taste better. It wasn't that it cooked the food better. It wasn't that it did anything different to the food. Uh, It was just something that everybody got into the habit of doing because everybody was in the habit of doing it from something that started a really long time ago. 
So as an exercise professional, as a personal exercise coach and as an educator, I'm very aware of a lot of those things that we get told on a day-to-day basis. So I just there's, some, there's a few of them. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You have to do three sets of 10. You need to do 10,000 steps. Uh, there's a lot of things that we're told uh, that may or may not be true. Now, that I would like to know if they're true. I'd also like to know if they're not true. How about you? So I'll use the 10,000 steps. Why is it 10,000? Where did the 10,000 come from? What if you only do 9,000? What if you do 15,000? Will it have a massive effect on your body? Will you overtrain? Why is it three sets of 10? Where did three sets of 10 come from? What if you only do two sets? What if you only do one? Can muscles count? Uh, Can they see what you're lifting? See, there's to me just common sense logical questions. If breakfast is the most important meal of the day, what about people who are on shift work? who are international pilots or flight attendants, people who work in a hospital and get home at 3 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the afternoon and then they go to bed, uh, when is breakfast for them? Why is breakfast the most important meal of the day? How does that, eating first thing in the morning, how does that affect your metabolism? How does it affect your, affect your brain? How does it affect your energy levels throughout the day? And we're told a lot of things. And the interesting thing about being told is sometimes the people that tell us are very passionate about their answer. And they sound uh, logical and they sound like they've, they've got, well, they might have a, a stack of degrees from university, so they must know what they're doing. They're a doctor or a professor or they, they sound important or they're successful. So whatever they're doing must work because, because why? They're just humans, like our parents. Is it possible that our parents make mistakes? Is it possible that our parents didn't know everything? Is it possible that our parents were just trying to do the best for us, but they might not know? I'll give you a really interesting example for that, something that I deal with every day at the Max International Colleges. Our parents who love their kids, and they want their kids to be successful, and they want their kids to be financially free, so they want their kids to be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant or an engineer. They want them to get great marks at school, and they want them to go to university. Well, that's a, it's a beautiful thing. And if you want to be a doctor because you're passionate about being a doctor or you want to be a lawyer because you're really passionate about the law, then you may need to go to university. Uh, but what about the people who don't get good marks at school? Does that mean they can't become a doctor or a lawyer? And, of course, the answer is no because there's still ways to become a doctor or a lawyer without getting good marks at high school. But what if you want to be a sports star? What if you want to be a race car driver? What if you want to be an artist or a dancer or an actor or you want to be a landscape gardener? What are you passionate about? Surely that driving force. So you need to go to university. Why would I do that and how's it going to help me get the career path that I want? Uh, how is it going to help me live the life that I want to live? And if you don't have the, the right answer, is it possible that you need to go and work out for yourself how to do it? And that's my big question. Whatever you think you know, and I'm coming to you, I've been on the planet a long time, I'm a really old lady, and most of the stuff that I thought was true was absolute BS. I had no scientific backup. Some experts said it years ago and everybody believed it. It's, at our house we call it the handbone story. There's too many things that happen in our world that people just believe because the government told them or the doctor told them or the expert told them or the social media influencer told them or the person with with ripped abdominals told them or the person who's got a billion dollars told them. They're just people and they might be right but they might be wrong. They might be telling you the truth but they might not know the truth. Could it be a really good idea to work it out for ourselves? So we call it critical thinking perhaps. I just like to as my father said, why would I do that and how does it work? And if you can't come up with the right answer that you're comfortable with, that makes sense to you, not just I was told, and I'll use that as a very simple example. 
uh, the first time I ever heard that you didn't need to do three sets of 10 because I was taught that the whole time when I came into the exercise profession. You have to do three sets of 10. And I, I never asked why. I just believed that you needed to do three sets of 10. I was at a very big conference in the United States. There was a, a, a doctor of exercise physiology taking a big lecture to thousands of people. And he asked that question, why do we do three sets of 10? I didn't have an answer. I didn't know. All I could say was that's what I, what I was taught in my course. And then I got really embarrassed because, and I did lots of courses before I ever became involved with Max, so I'll just make that clear. Uh, lots of courses to get a bit of paper where I learned the information. I learned what to learn, but I didn't learn why I was learning it or how it may, would make any sense or how it would work. And it was interesting because he was an exercise, a doctor of exercise physiology, and he answered himself. He said, look, I don't know either. I couldn't find any backup reason why we chose three sets. So we took everybody into the, into the university laboratory, and we trained everybody from uh, young children to teenagers to, to uh, 30 to 40-year-olds to old people, golfers, swimmers elite athletes, basketballers. We trained everybody in every way possible. And what we found out is that muscles respond to overload. They can't count and they're blind. So it doesn't matter what you lift and it doesn't matter how many times you lift it. As long as you overload your muscles, they will get stronger. Now, see, that made common sense to me. And that's been something that then I went to learn about. Why do muscles get stronger? Why do muscles need to be overloaded? What happens when a muscle is overloaded? Which is that great thing I always ask. We overload the muscle, we break it down, we tear, we put micro tears in the muscle. It then has to recover, it has to regenerate, get stronger, has to supercompensate, which is get much stronger for next time. And if we train between get, breaking down the muscle and supercompensating, we're not going to get stronger. Uh, that's now physiology that's now how the human body works rather than somebody told me to do three sets of 10 and I read it in a book or I read it in a magazine or a bodybuilder told me so I should do three sets of 10 so before you preach before you teach before you tell could it be a good idea if anybody ever comes and asks you why would I do that and how does it work that you would have an answer rather than what I had which was mm, that's what I learned in my course and to me that was really embarrassing because that was somebody else telling me what to think so whether it's religious belief, political persuasion, how to eat, how to exercise, how to look after your money, how to look after your kids, whatever it is, whatever you believe to be true, could it be a really good idea to test your own beliefs? Why would I do it? How does it work? What's the, what's the logic and common sense behind it? And if I am going to share it with somebody else, should I be absolutely passionately sure that what I'm sharing is true? It's not just my opinion. Now, we've all got the right to our opinion, but is it possible that if we have an opinion that's good for us, but it won't work for somebody else, that we could get ourselves into trouble. We could hurt somebody. Uh, we could make them sick. We could, we could upset them. We could offend them. Just because it's our opinion doesn't mean that it's going to work for everybody else. So if you're so excited like I am, I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it because I love learning every day and I love learning about the things that I think I already know. I love breaking it all down and that's the, we call that zero-based thinking. If I didn't know what I know now, would I still believe the same thing? Why and how? And let's ask some more questions rather than just believing what other people tell us. How about we learn to think for ourselves rather, rather than being told what to think so we can live our life to the max. Living my life to the max, yeah, 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 super max. <laughs>